everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic day today. I wanted to jump on and talk about self-worth because this is just something that is such a big challenge for so many people. Um, a lot of my clients, all of my clients go through it probably because I've, I consistently work on it myself and we attract who we are, right? And so <clears throat> not feeling worthy, not feeling deserving of having things really um, puts a damper on your business and puts a damper on your dreams and all the things that you want to accomplish. It's a major roadblock. It's a major brick wall into achieving what you want to achieve. And it's one of those things that you have to overcome. You have to analyze and demolish this issue of lack of self-worth and lack of deserving. And if you don't, it's just going to haunt you forever and it's going to come up in so many other places. So some things that I want to mention today with this, a little bit of a personal story also, and um, how, to, how to work through this a little bit deeper because I think this is so important. And hi, Megan, I see you. I see you. Um, so a little quick story about self-worth with when I was growing up with boyfriends. <clears throat> I know this is a silly example, but um, it's a good one. So when I started liking boys, I never really pursued them because I was, I instantly thought like, you know, uh, you know, this, this guy that I like so much, why would he like me? Why would he choose me? And then I, <clears throat> I would pick out all my shitty qualities. <laughs> you know, I, I'm uh, aloof and I'm this, and I didn't think I was, I, I don't think I knew what that word was in junior high. But um, <clears throat> I really believe that a lot of my lack of self-worth came, came from relationships. I don't know if you agree. Let me know if you agree with this. Um, having really good quality relationships, having relationships where things are, are reciprocated and things people do things for you just because they want to. I instantly would think, why would they do nice things for me? I don't deserve that at all. And where that came from, I don't really care. Um, but I know that it was a challenge, and so I worked through the emotion side of it. I really am trying to avoid um, going into the past and dredging up past things because our thoughts and our emotions and our energy creates our future. So I just want to work on our energy and our emotions. If that's what creates our future, I want to master those things. I don't need to do extra steps. I don't want you to have to do extra steps either. So, and as I got older, you know, I, um, there was this one guy who was very handsome and this was like at the beginning of high school. He was very, very handsome and he was a little bit older and he had a nice car and all these surface material things that we are conditioned when we're young to value. Um, it made me really feel like, ooh, I'm so lucky. I have to say yes to anything that he says, <laughs> right? And we get put this in, in this ridiculously, unnecessarily vulnerable position where we're preyed upon. And, um, and so we dated for a long time and he was okay. He was terrible. But <laughs> he was very emotionally abusive. He was a compulsive liar and it was, it was really, really hard. But um, it was a great relationship in the way that it needed to be to help me grow. And it was a terrible relationship in the way that it needed me to grow and say la vie. <clears throat> but after that, I decided that I was going to take two years of celibacy, two years of 
not dating anybody, not being interested in guys at all because if I was, I knew, I knew that my energy and how I felt about myself was going to attract the people in my life. So I was like, I got, I got to work on myself. If that's what I attracted, that whole pile of poopy poops, <laughs> I, need, I need to work on myself. So I did that and that's when I did my yoga training and that's when I moved to Australia and taught and that's when I was in Belgium and teaching yoga and all that stuff. And I, and I still didn't get it because I was still attracting douchebags and anybody, but the problem was, problem was anybody who was interested in me, I said yes to because I still didn't have that, the understanding and the concept of self-worth. And after that, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to create the person that I want to have in my life. And I just got to a place where I had, to, I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm totally fed up with this. I do want a really meaningful relationship in my life. And, and this man who is, who's loving and caring and tells me that I'm beautiful and um, adds to my life and doesn't take away. And I clearly defined what I wanted. That's a huge part of it. Clarity is really important. And little did I know that I knew this guy in high school. We weren't meant for each other at the time. And then when I finally declared all these things within six months, he was again in my life, even though I didn't realize he was the one. And as things unfolded, I realized he was, and it was very magical very, very magical. And that's what life is supposed to be. It's magical when you decide you are worthy, when you have clarity in your vision and you know, like, you know, like, you know, like you're going to get it because you don't settle for anything less. And you start weeding out all of the, um, the, the trickery around you that's trying to persuade you into another direction. No, that's not a part of my value. That's not a part, a part of my vision, my, you know, what I really care for, what I really want in my life. So be gone with you. And in having your, your vision and your clarity and deciding, deciding is very important. I think as women, we get stuck and we don't decide, decide things in life. Even the simplest things of like, oh, honey, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't know. You decide. Even those little things have a like a ricochet effect in the rest of your life. How you do one thing is how you do everything, how you do all the things. And when you can decide those little things, it makes a huge impact in your life. All right, so start, start flexing the muscle of deciding and clarity, being really clear. And if you're totally lost, you don't know how to be clear at all, right now in your life, you're like, I don't even know what I like. I don't even know if I like the clothes that I bought the other day. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You can always start and you just have to keep flexing the muscle and like building any muscle. It takes time, but it's effective. It's quality effort, right? So being able to discern what works for you and what doesn't work for you and you say no to what doesn't work for you with love and be gone with you. That's great. That helps a lot. Okay. <clears throat> so self-worth kind of gets into um, what is it really, you know, it's, it's understanding the power of your attitude towards yourself, you know, like how you perceive yourself, how do you, um, talk about yourself? That is a huge one. Oh my God. That is a huge one. How you talk about yourself to others is so huge because therein lies the truth of how you feel about yourself. If <clears throat> I'm a big affirmation believer, if you say idle affirmations, if you say affirmations just because, 
If you say willy-nilly affirmations with no emotion, feeling, and intention behind them, they do not do anything for you. So you could be saying every day, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I have the body I've always wanted. Okay, let's do, let's go the physical route for a moment. But then when you talk to your friend five minutes later on the phone, you're like, oh, I feel like such shit today. I wanted to work out, but I didn't and blah, blah. You, you, you just canceled out all your affirmations. All right. Do you, do you get what I mean? No, I'm saying no one was saying. So you got, you have to really be particular on how you talk about yourself to other people because there is where you will discover the most about yourself. How much you put yourself down, how you talk, when you talk to others about you and how much you put yourself down is truly how you think about yourself. So be careful of that. That's a huge thing, huge thing, huge thing. And how you represent yourself and how you perceive yourself, how you talk to others, that becomes your reality. It's not the idle affirmations that you say that you hope and wish will come true. You know, it doesn't work that way. It's the deep feelings, the true feelings that create your reality. There is no, this is the, the most favoritist quote from my acting teacher in college. <clears throat> when you're choosing a role, when you have a character you have to play, you have to go through, you know, their history and their, um, you know, why they would make certain decisions about things, even like how they would dress and how they would act and interact with people. And sometimes when you're doing a scene or something, you'd feel fake. You're like, ah, this doesn't feel real. And what he would always say is, there's no right or wrong, there's always the truth. There is no right or wrong, there is always the truth. That's all there is. All there is is the truth. There is no right or wrong way to do anything. You could say your idle affirmations, no right or wrong, only the truth. The truth is, it's not doing anything for you. You know what I mean? That's the truth. You can, you can trick yourself as much as you want, but if you're not feeling them and you're, you're not trying to connect your affirmations to creating reality in the sense of, if I say these affirmations, if I am healthy and I love my body, then I have to act as if I do to make it a reality. I can't just say these things and then eat two large pizzas and expect my skin to be beautiful the next day and my bowels to function properly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right? And so one thing too that I want you to keep in mind around self-love is that if you're battling, or self-worth, if you're battling with this idea, <coughs> um, not this idea, embodying this problem of not feeling deserving, not feeling worthy of having the things or the people or whatever, the circumstances in your life, this is not going to be a problem for you, but I have to say this. Some people think that there will be a problem of becoming um, arrogant, um, egotistical, or even a narcissist. If you have problems feeling deserving, eliminate that from your brain, okay? <laughs> you are not gonna go from feeling undeserving to absolutely arrogant. It's, it's, not, it's not going to happen. You have an awareness right? You have an awareness. What, what, other, what, you, what others think about you and what you think of others means a lot to you, okay? So you can just like wipe that off the whiteboard in your brain because you have a whiteboard in your brain that you put stuff on all the time. <laughs> just wipe it off. If I start 
having self-worth and loving myself, I am not going to be arrogant because I decide what I like and what I don't like doesn't make me a selfish, arrogant person. It makes me a person who has vision and clarity, right? Yes, that's a huge part of it, huge part of it, all right? And um, I, I pulled up this article. I like, when I, when I talk about things, I like to pull up articles because I always have like conversations with the articles as I, as I read them and I wanted to, to share, share them with you. Trust your feelings is one of the things that came up in, in terms of building your self-worth. How do you do that if you don't know who the hell you are, right? You know what I'm saying? So create space. And that's why I really truly believe in meditation because it creates a space to allow the fog of your brain, of all the thoughts, the unnecessary thoughts, the past thoughts that take up all your energy and unnecessarily create the future that you don't want. You need to create the space and the quiet to allow those thoughts to go so you can actually hear what you truly want and discover who you truly are. And it could be as simple as like going through your closet. I think, I, I know I've been talking a lot about inside out, inside out, inside out, um, working from the inside out is very beneficial. Sometimes when we're so material, I'm not saying that we're all about the cars and the money and the clothes and the things. We're very material people because we don't realize that our world is created from the inside out. So we need to kind of bridge that gap and have a little bit of a stepping stone, right? And so going outside in is very helpful. Um, sorry, I, sorry, gals, I didn't mean to disregard your comments. Um, Sharon, it's the core of being humble. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I, the reason why I don't read the comments is because I get distracted and I forget what I was saying. But I appreciate your comments and I want you to say the comments. And if you say any more comments, you know what I'll do? I'll answer them all at the end. So make sure you ask the questions. Where was I? Outside in. Go into your closet. I got it. I'm still on track. <laughs> Go to your closet and look through your clothes and be like, do I like any of these things? Recent, and, and I find decluttering is such a great way to discover who you are. <laughs> because if you, if you do the Marie Kondo thing where you only have so you're, you are only surrounded by the things that you absolutely love and you either donate or you know sell or garbage the other things that you don't like. You're surrounding your environment in love, right? So how can you not start to love yourself? It just makes sense. So that's a great way to work outside in, okay? Look at your clothes, be like, do I really like this sweater? I haven't worn this sweater in two years, but I keep it in my closet because I feel undeserving of buying a new sweater. Throw that shit out. Okay, and it's very, I, I find working through your closet and working through your bathroom as terrifying and chaotic as it is cleaning the corners with a Q-tip if you're crazy like me, because when I get cleaning, it's like, let's wash the walls, all right? That's the time, <laughs> that's how far I get into it. But I really find that it is so healing and so cathartic and even you're in a meditative state and you're able to really build upon deciding, which is so powerful. Do I like this lipstick? No. If it takes you longer than 10 seconds, get rid of it. Okay? Simple. Keep it simple. We've had so many years of our lives where we've just bombarded ourselves with complexity. Um, you know, 
complicated interactions, not letting go of friendships that actually are not serving us and that are harming us, even family members that are, you know, harming us and not adding to our lives. We've we've added so much complexity, we lose ourselves completely. And of course we feel undeserving, of course. So work from any way that works for you, right? If it's working from the inside out and doing the meditation and the contemplative kind of stuff, awesome, do it. Do it with heart. Everything that you do, you get to decide and do it with that vision and decision and the clarity. It's so important. Or if you need the stepping stones, go into your closet. Even if you pick one thing a day in your closet that you get rid of. If you hold it in your hand and it doesn't make you feel good, get rid of it. I have a lot of, I am having less amounts of clothes that have holes in them. <laughs> I'm saying that because I'm slowly getting rid of them because I have a few sweaters and a few tank tops that I love and there's a few sweaters <coughs> that I've actually like cut thummy holes in but now they're like, like melting, disintegrating sweaters. Um, but I know that I'm worthy of buying a new sweater and I can buy a sweater that has thummies in it. I call them thummies. I don't know what they are. Do you guys know what they're called? <laughs> I'm worthy of buying a sweater that has a purposeful thummy that I don't have to rip apart my sweaters, right? So even though it seems very surface, very materialistic and silly, it's a stepping stone for you to get to your self-worth in a joyful and a fun way because life is supposed to be joyful and fun and magical. That's how I perceive it to be. How do you perceive it to be, right? And that's your value. That's what you value. And so start being more clear about what you value and then decide what's worthy of having in your reality with your eyes in your mind. Or if it's not worthy of being in your reality, you gotta let it go. Start small, do the closet. Don't go into people right away. <laughs> Don't start off in family members right away. Unless you're ready. If you're ready, go to town, right? You deserve to protect yourself. This is a part of deserving. You deserve to protect your energy. And the people who are around you um, determine that energy, right? So if you want to up-level yourself, get around some people that help you to up-level yourself, that, that are, you know, that kind of put you in that uncomfortable place that you know that, that permits growth and the growth that you desire, right? So scary things are good. If scary is eliminating one sweater or one lipstick a day, awesome, you're well on your way. You just have to decide that you are worthy of having all the things that you want in life. And one of the best ways to get there is to eliminate the shit that has complicated your life and the material stuff that is just too much. Alrighty? So, Lay it on me. Give me some questions about self-worth and stuff because I went into a rant and I have to cough and drink some water. <coughs> Excuse me. And I know there's a little bit of a lag there. And I'm just checking through this article quickly. Uh, yeah. Give me your questions because I want to answer them. Hi, Inga, I see you. How are you, my friend? Um, okay, <clears throat> stop making your self-worth conditional on other people. 
If you try to live up to other people's expectations, you'll struggle to find your own self-worth. Let me talk about expectations here, okay? Back into a rant mode. Sharon, interesting rant. Yeah, it is. You're making dinner. You're making dinner. What time is it? It's not dinner time, is it? Are you just prepping dinner? You're awesome. Okay. Expectations, my friend, are the devil, okay? Let's get into this expectation poop. And let's do it, let's do it with parents because this is great. As an adult with parents. <clears throat> so let's say you have an expectation of the way that your parents are supposed to treat you as an adult and they don't fulfill those things. But you didn't have a conversation with them about it. Or maybe they're at a place where they're too old and they always say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well then your expectations are never gonna be met. So if your expectations are never met, you're not gonna be a happy person. Let me just say that. Let go of attachments, let go of expectations on people and just focus on number one, not me, <laughs> you, okay? Focus on you. Expectations are so terrible, are so unbelievably terrible. They hurt us in the long run. And I mean, <coughs> Silly things like with your kids, having expectations of them cleaning their room. And when they don't clean their room, you're not a happy person, right? How can you have no expectations? Well, it's really important. Thank you, Sharon, that's a beautiful question. Having conversations about expectations, even though it's like no expectations, no attachment, but having conversations on what you value and what the, the other person values helps you to be able to understand each other and complement each other as opposed to fighting and warring with each other and saying, well, you were supposed to do this, you didn't do this, right? I mean, do you kind of get what I'm trying to say here? So for example, in the, in the parent world of like me looking up to my parent, you know, he's at a certain age where he doesn't want to call me on the phone because he just doesn't. And he says he's too old. <laughs> he's 73. He's so cute. And I and to me, it doesn't it doesn't bother me that he doesn't wanna that he doesn't call me. Fine, I'll call you. I'll call you when I wanna say hi. It's no big deal. You know, because what he's realizing is that he only has so much energy and effort for certain things in his life anymore. And you know, to call me on the phone when he thinks that I'm, he just says, she's extraordinarily busy, so I don't call her. No, I know you don't want to call me because you told me you don't want to call me. And that's okay. And I think the really big thing is, is for the other person, you need to understand the other person and where they're coming from. And then you don't have expectations that end up hurting you. Okay, that's what it is. Um, expectations about someone wanting something is a no win. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I really encourage you with this whole no expectations thing because it's all about you, right? It is. It is. It's always it's always about you. It's always about you. And even in marketing, it's always about your client or the person you're marketing. It's always about them. We are supposed to be selfish because we're supposed to take care of ourselves. We're supposed to love ourselves and all the things that come along with it. It's how you perceive it to be. I don't see it as a negative thing at all, okay? So, but when you understand the other person, 
you understand where they're coming from, you can communicate with them in a way that better fits you as well. But having an expectation of them, most times expectations are never met. And who do they end up hurting? You, right? They end up hurting you. So I know that was a little bit expectations. I know that was a little bit of a weird rant, but I think you, you kind of got the gist of it, right? Don't burden yourself with expectations that'll never be met on other people. Understand them, have conversations, have communication with them so you know where they're coming from so that you can add to their life, they can add to your life, and you can be adults about it, right? You know what I'm saying? All right, so I don't want this to get too long-winded. <laughs> Tell yourself that you matter. Here's another one. Uh, you know, uh, mastering your self-worth. This article that I found that I that I like to debate with articles <clears throat> when I do it when I do a chat with you. Tell yourself that you matter. Well, you got You got to build build the building blocks, right? You can't just auto like start telling yourself the idle affirmations of I matter. You got to show yourself. I think we're always like kids in the sense of we learn better by action and we program ourselves positively and condition ourselves positively by taking action. Words mean nothing. Words mean a lot. Words are very important. But when trying to change certain things about ourselves and discover our self-worth and how amazingly worthy we actually are and how deserving we are of having anything and everything that we want, you know, I think it's really, really important to take stepping stones in terms of being able to tell yourself that you do matter. We weren't created from the universe if we weren't a part of the magnificence that we don't, that we don't have the magnificence of the universe within us. So why would we, we be unworthy? Why would we be undeserving of things like that just doesn't make any sense to me at all do you know what i mean we're worthy of all the things we're parts of the universe we're all connected why would why are we if if we're unworthy and undeserving we're disconnected and that's when we get addicted to negative emotions because we can rely on those things we become um because they seem safe because we can we can rely on the negative feelings because they're consistent. <laughs> I know that sounds really crazy, but it's very, very true. Anyway, I'm going to get off this rant because I feel like I'm just like blabbering now. Um, but again, back to self-worth. What, 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 what is our summary today? Vision, clarity within your vi vision, and deciding. Deciding. Even the silliest thing, like what am I having for dinner tonight? Very important. All right? Don't be afraid to decide. And if the other person's like, no, I don't want that. Be like, cool, let's work together, right? You can always make things work, but it's really empowering standing within making decisions based on what you value. And that just perpetuates more and more good in your life. All right, I love you all. Go do good things and I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you got lots of value from it. And if you enjoyed it so much, you have the desire to connect with me more. Well, then that's amazing. Feel free to connect with me in my free Facebook group, Money Making Soulful Entrepreneurs. It's where I love to hang out, love to do lots of videos, and love to interact with you.